0: Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly award winning podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor, St. Mark's Lutheran
1: Church in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Zach Barris, pastor of Lutheran Games Ministry here at the University of Colorado, Boulder. Zach,
0: many years ago, and by many years ago, I mean approximately eight years ago, uh, you and I were at the same conference in Houston, Texas. I was there for mission developer training. You were there for campus ministry onboard training, I believe. New
1: staff orientation. New staff orientation.
0: Uh, and I think it was you that Googled whether the Houston Rockets were in town.
1: They were, man. And indeed they were. We um, were not in town. It is also important to note. We were out by the airport.
0: Yeah, it was
1: super, it
0: was like <laughs> Oh, we spent the whole time in this hotel. Like It was it was the worst. But you and I got out, and we went to find... What's the name of their stadium? I can't remember the name of their I believe arena. it's
1: Toyota Center. There we go, the Toyota Center. Formerly the... Oh, gosh, you used to have a name back in the day. I forget. I want to call it the Omni, but that's Atlanta. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. yeah. The Omni Center.
0: Anyway, we went to the Rockets game. Uh, man, who was, who was playing? It was the Rockets. I can't even remember who was playing It was the, the T-Wolves.
1: Was it the T-Wolves? Yeah, because we were pretty excited about seeing Ricky Rubio in person. Oh, that's right. Because I remember Ricky Rubio,
0: but I thought he was playing for the the Rockets. No, he was playing for the T-Wolves. And Vucevic, Vucevic, oh, a Serbian. Wow. 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 Well, Oh,
1: yeah, and the Rockets not were not good. That's also important to know. <laughs> they were not, it was the not the hard, hard Rockets. Not. Yeah, this was like the the post Yao Ming pre pre yeah, uh, Harden Rockets.
0: They were not good teams. We were just going for an NBA experience, uh, and we got to see that Hakeem Olajuwon did not have a statue outside, just a plaque, which I found disappointing. Mm,
1: that was a bummer.
0: I feel like if it was 2020, they would they would do a statue. This was maybe they built it like pre, everybody gets a statue.
1: These days, for uh, sure. These days. Uh, Do you recall, because people come to this podcast for one of two things, man. They do. They come either for hot scripture-related NBA takes, and they come in with what they want to know about the weather. Uh, Do you recall the weather that day? Was it raining? I feel like it was cold and wet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so, because it was a February. It was a February training, Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Yeah, so, so following up on this idea of if you have a conference, you should definitely see if there's an NBA team playing in the city where you are. And kind of all the T-Wolves around, apparently.
1: Yeah. They are the go-to conference team.
0: I'm on... I'm So I was at a conference uh, in Minneapolis this past weekend, and we're on the train, and I start Googling to see if the Timberwolves are in town. And lo and behold, they are. They're playing the Boston Celtics. And how much are the tickets? $33. So 30 I text my brothers, and they were like, $33, that's an omen. That's Larry Bird's number. You definitely have to go, clearly, to this game. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I should... Uh, and we were going to dinner at this place that turned out to be like three blocks from the stadium. I was like, I can't not do this. Like, I'm just going to just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do it. Got it. And so I went uh, to the Timberwolves game, probably saw about half the game because I had to go after this dinner. Uh, but still got the experience, got to see the inside of the Target Center. Mm, great yeah, deal. Way up in the balcony. Let me tell you. Uh, the All the concessions
1: our- Archer Farms brand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not Archer Farms, man. Target, uh, Target Center is right next door to Target Field, where the Minnesota oh. Twins play. And there were at least a dozen statues outside of the Minnesota Twins Stadium. So apparently in baseball, everybody gets a statue. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I think one of them was Kirby Puckett, but I, I'm i not sure. If it was uh, not Kirby Puckett, I'd be upset. Right? Right? Oh, man. Uh, so... Highlights of this game. Number one, they wore the City Edition jerseys. Oof. I love the City Edition jerseys. It's mm-hmm. so much fun like to see what they come up with every year. They, they Last year, they had a Prince-themed one that was purple. with like the Purple Rain font. So they're wearing their City Edition jerseys, Zach. Gotta love them. There's a neon green ones. Of, uh, UniWatch. No, the neon green ones are apparently just like alternates or something. Uh. These were powder blue. Ooh. And they said uh, MSP. MSP on them. Uh, and they just looked super cool. I was really, I was really impressed. Uh, but my favorite thing about this uh, this game was that the Timberwolves fans, when it is time for the opposing team to shoot a free throw, this thing called the Howlometer comes on the screen, <laughs> and everyone in the scene knows what to do. They start howling at the moon. Oh, howling love oh, it. It's incredible When you don't see it coming And the Emperor <laughs> registers howling And you're like what is happening This is amazing uh, Their team is not very good I had to download the app uh, My tickets I hadn't deleted the app So I keep getting updates about Timberwolves games And it seems like they lose a lot of them mm-hmm. By just a few points So they're quite the heartbreaking team uh, To root for But if you get to howl If you get to howl at the moon like a Timberwolf At the game That's pretty fun
1: how do you think? I mean, I think there's a connection here as we look to the first Sunday of Lent. You know, Jesus yeah. driven out into the wilderness. Uh, where the, I've been seeing a lot of wildlife recently, Matt. Earlier today on my way to my car, uh, as part of my uh, over-elaborate means of transporting my daughter between the many schools she goes to, uh, a red fox ran in front of me through the parking lot. I saw two coyotes uh, on the way to work yesterday. Uh, They're all over the place. So being in the desert, in the in the wilderness, you know, maybe that's your uh, response to the reading uh, is uh, is to have the whole whole congregation howling like a wolf. Yes, Matt, I've got a Lord in your mercy. Exactly. How? What's the other one? We can find one that works. I think. Let's, let's
0: call Ben Stewart and see if this would work for, like, a creation Sunday.
1: Oh, I think Ben Stewart is on. Speaking Stewart. of Ben Stewart, I got a picture of one of my former students with Ben Stewart. She's touring seminary uh, and is in Chicago and found uh, grizzled-looking Ben Stewart. Uh, you know, when Ben Stewart first showed up to LSTC, he looked like a knockoff, like Steve Jobs. Full disclosure, we love Ben Stewart on this podcast. Uh, but now he looks like late-stage uh, Steve Jobs. He's got the, he got the beard. But still, the black turtleneck. Man, I've got the connection. Late Late stage. Hopefully not too late stage. Hopefully not too late. (laughs) Um, But if he is, we know what the burial process will be like. That's right. That's right. the The former uh, basketball arena in Houston uh, was the Summit. Oh, the Summit! And you ready for this? The Summit is now Lakewood Church. Where uh, our good friend, friend of the pod, Joel Osteen, preaches. No way. So That's it all incredible. comes around. It all comes back around. Wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: That's why people come to this podcast. Wow. Well, uh, speaking of the wilderness, Zach, you and I both read uh, Into the Wild, a new book by John Krakauer. <laughs> Just coming out. out. yeah, Hot off the presses. It actually came out like 25 years ago, I think. But we mm-hmm. read it recently.
1: Yeah, how was your Into the Wild experience as you prepare with Jesus to go into the wild? For one thing, I was really
0: amazed. Like, after I finished it, I started Googling, and, like, the story, it's like the reporting on this guy's story continues. Like, there's still a debate about what mm-hmm. caused his death, uh, and there's still a debate kind of about, like, almost, like, who owns this story, you know? Like, there's now, like, a family feud around it. Like oh, it's yeah? like his, his sister put out a book. Yeah. Oh. Um, about their parents like recently Hmm. it's like this thing just continues uh it's just it's it's fascinating uh and yeah i yeah it's really interesting when i started the book i kept thinking like what is what is wrong with this dude uh (laughs) and really it just seems like uh and he talks about this in the book but like yeah i probably was kind of like that at some point too where Mm -hmm. i was like man the world the world is terrible like look at all these idiotic adults. Like they just live in their lives in the rat race. I can't believe it. You know, like you're like in that early, that young adulthood phase. Uh, I don't know if you have any experience with young adults, Zach, but just that really interesting stage where you're like, you're figuring out what's important to you and what your values are. And you're trying to like square that with the values that you see in the world. And that's a really challenging tension to wrestle with. And, uh, most of us come out on the other side of it in one way or another. Um,
1: but Christopher McCandless just went out into the wilderness. Yeah, I recently mailed my copy of uh, "Of You Shall Know Our Velocity" by uh, by Dave Eggers, which I think is is I don't know. I found to be such a perfect description of that uh, young adulthood and uh, such a you don't have a whole lot, I don't guess, like you know, as a young adult. But the thing you do seem to have is in spades is uh, velocity. Velocity. Uh, <laughs> And the will to make the world know your velocity is certainly a thing that that I have have had in the past, uh, and it seems like, yeah, yeah right. Like it, it the book was good in that it, it revealed some of that of that dynamic, but also did a decent job, I thought, of setting that in a world where um, it seemed like the author had a really empathetic approach to Chris, Chris. Um, yeah. Um, or Alexander Supertramp. Alexander Supertramp. In demonstrating how, yeah, he did this crazy stuff, but it really, like, there's only, like, a couple... In making the case that, that many of us are only a f- couple steps away from had, from making those kinds of choices.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like, that reminds me. He also wrote this book called Under the Banner of Heaven uh, about the history of the Mormon Church. He made, like, a similar move. Like, a book can be controversial. I don't know how... It, how um, Folks who are part of the Church of Latter-day Saints would respond to it. But I remember reading and thinking, like, simultaneously, whoa, this story is nuts. Like, this guy has this vision, and then he, like—and this is not that long ago. This is, like, the 1800s. What a crazy story. And yet, really, you know, like, this is just a few few degrees removed from what I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Or from what my story that's been passed down to me is. It's just a few degrees, like— you know, yeah, he's got a skill at doing that, and yeah. So I came by the end of it. I was like, I had, I had more sympathy. He succeeded, giving me that additional sympathy. Uh,
1: and and if you're going to read it, is your entryway into Lent, which we recommend here. This uh, podcast is brought to you by uh, the latest novel to hit the newsstands, Into the Wild. Um, they are sponsored this week, uh, but another excellent or or helpful detail, for me I find that the the river he crosses and then cannot cross again is, yeah. is super powerful in the book, but if you're looking for these baptismal images oh, and just, stuff You're going to use that, aren't you? Right? <laughs> yeah. The Not to, to spoil things for you, because I don't think it's, everybody knows how Into the Wild uh, <laughs> ends, I think yeah. going into it, but that the, the thing, the theory of the author is that there's a a creek that he he crosses easily early or late spring. And then the way rivers work around here in places where we have snow-capped mountains is eventually the snow starts to melt and then it's almost like a desert monsoon kind of season. The rivers really swell. And so late summer, because you're up in Alaska, where the the melt is gonna be pretty late in the summer uh, Mm -hmm. and he can't cross the river uh, and so he's stuck. Uh, even though he's like and so having to cross through the river cross through the waters but then the end of like it's the crossing back that kills him right yeah Um, it's just a lot I haven't made complete sense of it what I would want to do with it but yeah but it seems pretty important
0: oh it's a heck of a metaphor um do you know that more people have died trying to cross that river now trying to get to see the bus oh yeah there's Absolutely at least right. like two other people now, tourists, that were like trying to mm-hmm. <laughs> make a pilgrimage to this bus that is still there. Yeah,
1: you can't get it. It is a wild back. place. Some one day. day we'll go.
0: <laughs> Do you know that one of the places he stopped uh, was
1: Slab City, which is where we were? Like, it's so they should mounted. it. I was it surprised by there. the resident. Salvation Mountain, in case you don't remember, if you're a newer listener, last time I went to Coachella two years ago, uh, for Beyoncé's Homecoming, uh, we stopped at this place called Slab City out off the Great Salton Sea, out in the middle of nowhere, and it is wild, and he spent some time there. Also, the other fun fact, he spent some time, he got picked up in Cutbank, Montana, uh, and my wife is a graduate of Cutbank High School, <laughs> uh, wow. and uh, my in-laws <coughs> lived in Cutbank, which is tiny. It has one intersection with a stoplight, but they put 12 stoplights on it. so you don't miss it yeah
0: incredible so we've read that to prepare for Lent I think that was the primary reason
1: (laughs) yeah that and my midwinter interest in uh, in the Alaskan backcountry survivalism yeah I watched that I read that book I watched Togo on Disney (laughs) Plus Togo makes it seem a little more accessible (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I would not normally be into um, The Call of the Wild Since it's a movie about a dog And my wife strongly disapproves Of any anthropomorphic animals in film But then Harrison Ford is in it And I was like Ooh, oh. Maybe I should see this And I couldn't believe that Harrison Ford Was enough to tip the scales for me
1: Han Solo <laughs> did it
0: <laughs> He did it uh, Well we've been talking about this wilderness in a sec It is relevant for this season of Lent that we are now heading into. Do we have a sponsor for the season of Lent?
1: That's right. Uh, Matt, this week on The Vinyl Preacher, the scriptures, the holy scriptures are sponsored. Uh, they are the Theocon sp- scriptures of God. Uh, Theocon, Matt. which just spelled with a theta instead of a th for our fellow Greek nerds uh, pronounce theokon combines two words theology and convention theokon is a one day convention in which participants will be introduced and invited to explore themes of theology and mor- morality in pop culture hey there's some crossover what? here yeah uh, pop culture mediums Uh, which I can only assume is a spinoff of the New Jersey Medium Uh, television show, include but are not limited to comic books, graphic novels, gaming, art, literature, and science fiction, sci-fi films. Not music, evidently, uh, in the copy that we've been given. Methods of exploration include guest speakers, panel of discussions, exhibits, reflection spaces, and cosplay. We are a diverse and inclusive environment welcoming people of all beliefs, non-belief, ages, race, ethnicities, and identities. You are welcome here. Our website is Theocon.live, and they, well, okay, yeah, they're all cute about how they spell Theocon with a theta. But if you want to type it into the the address bar on your internet browser, you want to type uh, uh, www, which stands for World Wide West, dot Theo, T H E O C O N, dot L I V, Theocon.live. Uh, last year we had A. dot David Lewis, writer of Kismet Man of Faith. And Rom Devine Divinini uh Devon Devani? We'll get that straightened out, I'm sure. Uh, for our keynotes. Uh Friends of the Pod, Brian Bennett, campus pastor at uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, Will Rose, who's pastor there in Chapel Thrill, North Carolina, helped to make that happen. So check it out. Enter promo code TVP. Uh, and uh, that means for every promo code that you enter uh, Brian's gonna buy me a beer uh, this summer at the staff conference in Chicago.
0: Fantastic. Wow, that looks
1: super cool. That's a lot of mediums that don't include music. I wanna go. <laughs> <laughs> I like pop culture. We might be there. September 19th. <laughs> September.
0: September 19th? September 19th. Registration's
1: gonna go up soon, so enter promo Code DVP. Fantastic.
0: I'm glad our listeners got to learn about that important event. I, I'm thinking already about how I'm going to cosplay.
1: I'm so glad we have finally monetized the scriptures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's head into the wilderness. Wilderness is uh, actually going to be our my church's theme Ooh. for the season of Lent. We're decorating the sanctuary. We're going to do cool some fun craft, craft projects on Ash Wednesday with uh, sand and twigs and moss and stones. It's going to be Super fun! I'm excited, and here we are. First Sunday of Lent, you get wilderness specifically. This is, by the way, we should probably say this is Year A, which I think uh, Year A, uh, Year A, uh, great, great year, in the lectionary for Lent. You get like this is like the greatest hit story year. Like you get five, you get five really good stories. Um, sometimes I like to do uh, folks reading the dialogue, or even I couple years I had folks act them out mm-hmm. and this is the year when you can do that like next year it's going to be harder uh, uh, years there's not as much nudity
1: next year but you can act yeah, out can this totally Old Testament <laughs> you've been looking Yes, I'm not saying it's all G-rated I'm just saying that they're stories
0: <laughs> they're story. they are stories I, and we actually, like stories on this podcast usually you get a story for the Old Testament and a story for the Gospel oh, it's, double it's stories. just an embarrassment of riches for year A love year A for Lent uh, and of course as everybody, uh, as everyone knows, uh, this is also like the baptismal year. These are the stories that you might use if you are doing a catechumenate, like a real Christian. Mm-hmm. These stories to help prepare yourself.
1: Oh, two stories and uh, ramens <laughs> and ramens, fantastic! Oh,
0: first Sunday in Lent. Uh, let's start at the beginning. Genesis. Genesis. It's so a very two. good place to
1: start, says friend of the pot, Julie Andrews. Yes. Brought to
0: you by the band Genesis. A reading from Genesis. It doesn't tell us. I mean, I guess it's early in Genesis, so maybe this is Peter Gabriel era. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. I mean, it's literally pre-fall. <laughs> it's literally pre-fall. And this is, uh, this is temptation. This is a temptation story. God's already created the world. Uh, given humanity... A vocation. Till it and keep it. And uh, then the serpent shows up and tempts them. And Hmm. they bite of the apple. Which makes me think of Snow White, which I listened to recently with my kids. It's a crazy story. And their eyes were opened and they knew that they were naked. If you're acting that out, pay attention to that detail. And they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Word of God. Word of life. What? How? (laughs) See how good that could be? And team. I, uh, since we're recording this podcast late, I had the opportunity to listen to Working Preacher's podcast <laughs> That's before. That's what we should do. Recording our podcast. And, uh, um caroline lewis made this really good point she said uh don't say that they made good
1: points people are gonna press pause
0: give them credit i just thought it was thought provoking where she said we live in this time uh an era of me too an era of um you know awareness around these gender issues this is a story that gets used to say hey eve bit the apple gosh this woman she messed it up for all of us it's all her fault Uh, And we can very easily think that like, oh, but like nobody actually thinks that way anymore, except this is still like very much out there in our culture. And it's really easy for folks to grab a hold of that um, if we don't present some kind of alternative. So she said, you can't read this text without like without mentioning that, like this is becoming one of those texts that if you're going to read it, you have to talk about it. What do you think?
1: Well, I think it's important to take this apart, because you did it, Matt. You made a jump here to look at what we know. Everybody knows this story, but there's a lot that's not in here that we know in our story. For Mm. instance, this, the actual Bible, the text does not include apples, Uh, (laughs) right? It says the fruit of the tree. And uh, based on my cursory research through the Google machine, uh, we say apple because it's a Latin pun, uh, uh, malum and malum, one of those is apple, and the other one is evil. So there's a, yeah. So don't, as a person who comes from a county that has an apple festival, uh, don't malign. I mean, I, I get Caroline Lewis's perspective on the Me Too movement, but I want to make sure apples are not unfairly maligned because they've really had a. What, what do you think it was? Uh it probably was a fig, right? Oh, a fig. Had to be it was a fig. Big. It's yeah, that logo. That's right. This is, because they had fig leaves. They knit together some fig leaves for loincloths. Yeah, I don't think it was an apple. Apples are native to Central, I mean, it could have been, but, well, I guess you could also say that this is likely not a historically descriptive account of, of a historic event. Um, uh, but, right, I mean, that's like a, maybe that's a way to crack it open a bit, right, with something a little whimsical like it wasn't in it. Like, we don't, that's just a fun fact, right? That it's, that we've called it an apple, I think, because of this pun. Because, like Caroline lifted up, so often Eve gets blamed for this. Uh, but if you read the story carefully, what's actually there, she never tricks Adam into eating the apple. And in fact, if you read it, it kind of reads that Adam has just been with her the whole time. Um, <laughs> And was there, right? Uh, The only thing you get about Adam is that, right, uh, she also gave some to her husband who was with her, which could Mm. imply that he's been with her the whole time uh, and that she's been engaged in these conversations. So I think important to lift up what the story actually says.
0: Yeah, that'd be a really interesting way in, right? Like, you think you know this story, uh, but we're going to make it wilderness again. Right. Like we're yes. going to make it a strange place again because it's in this strange place like that where things are new and fresh that we start to discover things that maybe we didn't see before.
1: The twist, right, is when their eyes are opened. And uh, I was interested in the word there. And that word su- appears surprisingly few amount of times in the Torah. Uh, the only other time it's used in Genesis outside of this story is when the eyes of Hagar are open after she has been cast out of the family. Uh, if you find like the subsection it's, it says the birth of Isaac uh, and because of the birth of Isaac Hagar and Ishmael are cast out and uh, Yahweh opens her eyes to see a well uh, and so that's it's the saving of Ishmael what um, so, that's common too mm-hmm. what? is it Whew. so if you're looking uh, for some resonance and, and I mean we're going to do a lot of work here especially in this Romans reading throughout Lent of making the connections between Adam and Jesus Uh, but Eve here if you're looking for an Eve parallel uh, Hagar might be the Sammy Hagar might be the connection fantastic that's good because I also like I don't I I mean the other way I would take it if I was going to make it wilderness which I think it is is to say the story doesn't make any sense. This is this for me, I think can end up pretty easily in the sacrifice of Isaac pile. Like why? What's the put my Lutheran lenses on here? What's the good news and don't eat from this tree? It seems really unfair and like bizarre that that's that's the thing. Um, you know, Josh Ritter has the line in in getting ready to get down uh, where he says Eve ate the apple because the apple was sweet what kind of god would ever keep a girl from getting what she needs (laughs) Uh, which is pretty compelling right why not eat the apple Um, yeah it seems arbitrary
0: interesting make it wild make it strange
1: you could do the whole I'm, I'm reading a lot of kids books these days Uh, the whole uh, Three Little Pigs from the Perspective of the Wolf story. I don't know if you've read that one. Uh, I don't know that yet. It's good. It's good. I think it's a little older but I I recall it. Uh, But this story from the Perspective of Eve would be uh, would be interesting. A defensive Eve here.
0: Yeah. And that's a man, that's another thing you could carry through Lent, right? Like you get so many really like vivid characters Um, and that'd be another interesting sermon series is like here's from the perspective of Eve pick a character next week and turn it upside down and preach your gospel that way Um, that'd be fun good stuff Zach is full of ideas for us this week
1: that's right I'm full of
0: ideas because I don't have to uh, actually (laughs) do (laughs)
1: them
0: oh my gosh oh well we have an epistle we don't want to talk about that Matthew Matthew chapter 4
1: Temptation Jesus You've heard of him He was led up by the spirit Into the wilderness To be tempted by the Diablo By the devil He fasted for 40 days And 40 nights And afterwards As you might expect He was famished And the tempter came The one came And said to him If you are the son of God Command these stones To become loaves of bread But he answered It is written one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city, to Charleston, South Carolina, and placed him, where is it? Savannah. One of those cities is the holy city. Placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, and he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. Not just a regular mountain, very high. uh, And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then the Diablo left him. And suddenly angels came and waited on him. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks. You forgot to howl, man. <laughs> 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 oh, I got to work on it. This is immediately it's, post-baptism. Jesus gets up out of the waters oh, yeah. and boom, here we go.
0: Driven out into the wilderness by the Spirit. Led up by the Spirit. Uh, yeah, it's a, man, it's a classic story. It's got a classic structure, that little three-part structure that builds mm-hmm. to this crescendo. Like, literary-wise, it's uh, it's incredible. It's great. What? Well, there's sometimes... Uh, my music director likes to suggest that we sing this hymn called Yield Not to Temptation on this Sunday. Uh, but I don't find that to be particularly gospel. That seems like a good charge. All right. You know, like sure, like yield not to temptation, but like what's the act of God in here that is good news for us? It's so easy to just be like, no, like resist, don't fall into temptation, it's Lent. Don't break your fasting from chocolate uh, or Facebook or whatever the case may be. Where's the gospel in this text, Zach? Oh, I
1: thought you were going to answer your own question at the end of that. Um, <laughs> huh? Yeah, I recall Craig uh, Satterley being very uh, bold in saying that the good news is not that you should, you should uh, uh, be as strong as Jesus, which is pretty easy to slide into. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure I love the text because of that. I like the idea that Jesus is in the wilderness. Uh, I think that's very important. I'm not real sure what to take away from the back and forth. Uh, my social science commentaries talk about it is this kind of like necessary honor battle thing that doesn't speak very Mm -hmm. much to me Mm -hmm. um I am intrigued and interested that the uh the devil takes him to the top and says throw yourself down for it's written that the the angels will uh, bear you up and as soon as uh as soon as Satan leaves uh angels come and wait on Jesus that that promise is fulfilled already um Yeah, but only when he's not there which is I don't know what do you have man do you have more (laughs) clear good news than I do Uh,
0: yeah I mean I think um, I have to work on a really clear good news statement but I think one of the things we're going to be talking about um, at St. Mark's is uh, identity and the way that that um, can be clarified in places of wilderness right um I have this image in my head of uh, of Salvation Mountain, <laughs> of driving out into the wilderness where there's just this middle of nowhere. Uh, I mean, it's like if you were going to film Mad Max, this is where you would go. Uh, and there, in the middle of this desert, is this colorful mountain rising up out of the earth. Right? Uh, what like what? What are you doing out in the wilderness? What is God doing with you out in that wilderness? Uh, whatever wilderness you happen to find yourself in, uh, is it just a place of suffering or is God up to something? Um, Are you being tested and reforged? Um, Just this idea that like, I don't know, there's something interesting going on out there in these wilderness places. And that's just like wilderness places like uh, where Christopher McCandless died but like all the wilderness places that we find ourselves. Uh, and I want to thread that needle, not to say that like everything happens for a reason, but I think there's a way to thread it uh, where like, what could we find when in our wilderness places?
1: I think next season, Matt, I'm going to take uh, avalanche uh, training classes because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm interested, and I, but I've already begun to learn a decent amount about what goes on in avalanche training and the main thing they do they teach you how to like dig a pit and like information on snowpacks and that kind of stuff but the main thing you spend like the all day doing one they want to scare you to death um because people people die in avalanches not because of their inability to read the conditions but because of their inability to make good decisions uh into like how do you do all the work to get up there uh you know you spend months planning a trip you spend all day or two days and a night get up there and the right decision when you get there is to not do it uh but you've already done all of this you know like how do you what kind of system can you build with place to make the decision not to do it yeah. um and so so as we read about the wilderness I'm thinking about that dynamic a bit and that maybe the good news is that we don't that there are places in the wilderness, uh, literally and in the wilderness of our lives, that we don't have to go, uh, that we don't have to, to bear. Uh, and the good news and the promise is that Jesus goes to those places uh, and bears those things that, that, that we cannot bear.
0: Yeah, how do, you, how do you do that if someone feels like they're in a place of wilderness, yeah. and you're saying hey chill out Jesus is doing it for you you're like yeah yeah but I'm still like well, I'm I think struggling I was- to breathe because of this dust storm of life around me
1: <laughs> I think I would say to Mr. Super Tramp, <laughs> you know that and it's not just to an individual it is to an individual but it is to a community as well um, that I might play it off of um we don't need to kick Hagar out into the wilderness. Uh, you know, Jesus is already out there. Jesus has already done that work. Um, I get the the you shall know our vo- the forcefulness of you of knowing the velocity of, you, of of youth and young adulthood. But to hear as well that maybe you don't have to. You're not alone in that. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm with Nicodemus already wandering out of the dark trying to figure figure something out <laughs> yes well don't
0: worry we have a whole season <laughs> little preview of next week y'all tune in uh, again to hear about Nick at Night it's well it's
1: like to use the the, yeah, the, the literary metaphor of um, in in Yushan or Velocity a young adult inherits a bunch of money they do not feel they deserve and they go on this uh, they attempt to do this epic world global trip to give it all away, but it fails. Like, it explodes. Like, it, it just blows up in all of that energy and velocity of, of youth. And so I think there's a bit of good news in, like, that you don't have to go to a Senegal and tape $1,000 to a goat hoping, right, like, uh, that, that your work, the work you are called to, If it's about discerning identity, we'll do some connection here. If it's about discerning identity, it's about discerning the work that you are called to do. Um, And you are certainly not called to do all the work uh, in Mm. all the wildernesses.
0: Yeah, and even Jesus here, although he does this resisting, it's really interesting to me that each time he says, it is written it is written he's not like constructing this he's not like trying to figure it out himself in his own head but he's drawing on on the scriptures that he has he's drawing on the wisdom of his community right like mm-hmm. like the community of saints is almost present in him saying it is written this right like he's actually drawing from something outside himself um and i think that's a i think that is actually a, a powerful move too right yeah. like there's a sense in which even jesus is not doing it like all in that moment but he's drawing on all of history to do it right
1: yeah there's a Mandalorian connection right I mean uh, it is the way this is the way this is the way yeah. does that yeah. same thing of leaning back into the community to show some res- maybe that's not the right word to show some restraint <coughs> it is a way for the Mandalorian to discern what is what are the things I'm supposed to do I'm called to do and what are not what are the things I'm not called to do yeah um, uh, you know another pretty common lint metaphor is, is a pairing back of things, um, which maybe that's that's a bit of where we find ourselves in the text.
0: Yes. Brought to you by Theocon today. Brought to you by
1: Theocon. Zach, what are you listening to? Matt, I'm listening to some good rock and roll music. I know people, uh, if you're waiting to listen to this podcast to preach Ash Wednesday, it's probably well too late for you. Uh, but i got a great... Uh, Ash Wednesday song I'm falling in love With a band called Waxahachie They got a new album Coming out March 27th Called St. Cloud I think it's going To be incredible Uh, They released another Single called Lilacs And I think it is uh, Your It's going to be My Ash Wednesday Jam The video is Really good too Drink the water and the lilacs die, Matt. Oh, that is so good. Ooh. So good. Uh, so lilacs from Waxahachie uh, talks about being made of sugar and, and falling apart. It's really good stuff uh, and, and really uh, appropriate for Ash Wednesday. But, Matt, you could say uh, Jesus has been baptized. And you know what? Um, now he's in it. So I'm going to put now I'm in it behind we cannot be friends, cannot be friends Jesus says but video also really good uh, the Heim sisters are carrying Danielle in a stretcher around Los Angeles uh, and it's, it's very funny Then, Matt, of course, I got to put Getting Ready to Get Down on the playlist. Josh Ritter Classic, I'm sure it's been on the podcast before, but even at the apple, because the apple is sweet. you want to see a miracle, man? watch me get down tonight. Uh, then, you know, an extra one, maybe I'll step on your toes here, uh, but looking for devil songs. Uh, there's a, recently a, a gospel enthusiast who has a devil song. Devil in a New Dress Kanye West featuring the Rick Ross love <laughs> Jesus, but you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We love Jesus um, but we learned a lot from Satan Says Kanye pre-gospel album Wow How about you? What are you
0: uh, listening to? Wow, yeah, no, that reminds me I think Rob Saylor, it was Rob Saylor posted recently that I can't, I'm can't. going to have to look up the exact quote but it was like, yeah, no, I think Kanye put out a, an artistically, creative theologically rich uh, thoughtful, incredible album um, It's called My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, There you
1: uh, go, that's correct Yep.
0: Awesome <clears throat> What have I got? Well been listening to the soundtrack for Into the Wild, which is uh, made entirely by Eddie Vedder did the soundtrack mm-hmm. for that movie that Sean Penn? My made. wife's
1: second under. least favorite musician of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's not a fan of any better, huh? No. Oh, well, it's a pretty good.
0: Uh, it's a pretty good solo effort for a miss soundtrack to Into the Wild. I'm gonna put Hard Sun in there. Uh, probably my favorite song from the from the album. Good stuff. Uh, and then one of the other podcasts. That I like to listen to Is the New York Times podcast Where they talk about Pop music It's all their music Critics talking about Pop music And a couple of months ago They had a thing On contemporary country music Like good stuff Going on in country music And I was Super here for it And <laughs> surprised myself uh, So I'm going to put on um, A song by Miranda Lambert Called Locomotive Which is super good And this is my Theme song for the spirit Leading Jesus Driving him Out into that wilderness uh, oh, you got to take a train to the
1: wilderness.
0: Oh, man. Just, you know, man, I was born on a train. <laughs> oh, what a reference, Zach. What a reference. Uh, and then another song that they uh, pulled out of the contemporary country stuff going on is a song called F. You Forever by Kaylee Shore. Uh, this is Jesus to the devil. Get out of here. It's really good. <laughs> i love "F you forever. Uh, and then finally, since we're headed out into the wilderness, how could we not do a song Oh, Rose to mm-hmm. into the unknown? It should just be your theme for Lent.
1: You know, Zelma knows the first verse by heart. Yeah? yeah. She sings it with such emotion, too. It's really something.
0: Yeah. 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 Um my daughters still have not seen frozen two, but we listen to the soundtrack to the first one over and over and over. And they'll walk around singing for the first time in forever with real emotion. Like it's pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So what we got, man? I like it. Uh, Matt, one shout out to a regular listener of the podcast, Dana Hansen, who works for Lutheran campus ministry in the twin cities. Uh, also going to a seminary up there, uh, it's putting together, I've seen it, uh, putting together her own Lint playlist. She's, she's getting on our corner a little bit, but we're going to allow it. We're not going to, uh, you know, we're going to let this happen. So check out Dana's uh, playlist. Yeah, let's get her on the podcast to talk about it. Hey, there we go. Ooh. Look out. All right, Zach, it's been real. Real uh, wild. How?